Greetings. Welcome to Space Court. Uh, hi, everybody. <laughs> hi. <laughs> Hello. Astrocult, you have a lot of experience with natal chart readings. Have you seen a lot of triples, meaning sun, moon, and rising are in the same sign? Is this something you come across a lot? No, you don't come across it a lot, but it does happen. Like what kind of percentage are we talking? Oh, maybe 5%. It's pretty low. 10%. It's pretty low. 10%. I would say between 0 and 10%, but 10 seems kind of high. But so, I've never seen a triple Aries. Space cord. Space cord. In honor of the Aries season, we invite you to join us in making history, as we introduce our first triple zodiac sign on Space Court. But I've never seen a triple Aries in my whole life until I met Brittany. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome to Space Court, folks. You are going to meet your first triple Aries. And if you already know a triple Aries... Please message us because I would love to connect two triple Aries together. I'm sure that would actually. Uh, me too. I would like love a, that. I I actually do know of two triple Aries. What? And oh God. Yet, and I have yet to connect with either of them. I've tried to connect with both of them. How do you know them but not know them? One is this girl in San Francisco that someone connected me to over text. It was like, you both are triple Aries. You need to meet. I've tried to get in touch with her. I friended her on CoStar <laughs> and she <laughs> she was texting back for, for a little bit and then she fell off. So I haven't been able to get in touch with her. And then the other is this politician, this woman in Iceland who started the Pirate Party. Oh, this oh, is wow. Right. I remember this. This was revealed. See, on our- and this is a good point. Triple Aries would start a Pirate Party. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, makes sense. We would like to introduce you to A double cancer that has very little fire in her chart, but spends many nights making literal fires. Rachel Villaverde. Cancer Sun. Cancer Moon. Gemini Rising. All right, well, let's dive in. Let's uh, let's talk some Triple Aries stuff. Triple Aries. Brittany has her sun in the first house, conjunct the ascendant, which is pretty wild as an Aries. And then her moon is just above that in the 12th house. So when you say conjunct, what does that mean? I mean, they're right next to each other. Okay. I mean, but if you're in the the same sign, aren't you going to, are they always going to be conjunct if they're in the same sign, you know? Yeah, usually. Yeah. There's a lot of Aries here. I'm seeing five different things. Your fortune, your moon, your Chiron, your sun. Is that Mercury too? Mercury. Yeah. yeah. Mercury and Aries. Brittany, are you like the most impatient person ever? I would say I used to be. It's something that I've been, or a pattern of mine that I've been very aware of. And so I think my impatience, a lot of it has subsided. We would like to introduce you to the triple Aries that is amidst her becoming. Brittany Neff. Aries sun. Aries moon. Aries rising. But yeah, I I can definitely get pretty impatient and stubborn about things. I feel like Aries are stubborn in the sense that they just always need to be right. Mm -hmm. Apparently that's (laughs) right because she didn't really fight or resist that. So that could be. Yeah. It's like, it's like a, like, and it's maybe it's because she knows she's always right. So it doesn't matter. 
right? That's that it, that's too. kind of it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially with the Aries moon, you know, it's just so fiery. We would like to introduce you to astrologer and licensed psychotherapist, Catherine Diaz. Taurus Sun. Libra Moon. Aquarius Rising. And you also have your Aries Moon Square Mars, which kind of gives you that extra fire. Also, I wouldn't want to fight with you. <laughs> like any kind of fight? Or are you just talking physical fight? Is this a... No, I'm talking any fight, but even just like an <laughs> argument, like a verbal argument. I'm scared. It was sure, a lot of fire. A lot of fire. <laughs> so much fire. Do you know what your birth moon phase is? My birth moon phase. I don't know what that is. So it's, it's like the... what phase was the moon in when you were? Oh, born? oh, no, I don't. I don't know because I do. You are a balsamic <laughs> moon, which that's the waning, right? Waning. It's the waning crescent. It's the same as me. You are the sliver of light just before the new moon. Wow. But, so what that means? I just did. Uh, we published an episode on birth moon phases, and it goes through each of the natal birth moon phases. And the balsamic moon is the one that you're here on a soul level, like finishing up some karma. You're the last piece of light. You're completing the cycle. You're very intuitive. They're very wise. Yeah, there's a lot of wisdom. There's a lot of shamans that have this moon. There's a lot of... mm. Speaking of shaman, hold the Mm -hmm. phone, because (laughs) Brittany has Uranus conjunct her midheaven in Capricorn which is super like high priestess, breaking the Mm. molds, like doing something different, finding your own path, but like in a very like brilliant, eccentric, shamanistic way. Wow. So the 10th house is where your midheaven is. And so your midheaven is in Capricorn, which is career. And so Uranus being there represents something very nonconformist, like your career, mm-hmm. what, whatever you choose to do, you will do it in a very different way than other people. Like it's very rebellious. Like I have Uranus in the 10th house and, you know, I always use this example, like I do astrology as a therapist, which is like, you know, not traditional. That's like mm-hmm. my rebellious, you know, way of doing things or whatever. But yours is like even closer to your midheaven, which makes it even more pronounced. So you have to find your own way and you're going to do something totally unconventional. Interesting. I definitely feel that. And I feel like almost like the pressure of that. Mm. And I think this ties into the impatience piece, but a lot of times I feel like I'm just in this pressure cooker. Like there's something, there's so much that wants to come through me and birth through me and it's overwhelming. Yeah. And I like don't even always (laughs) know where to even start. I'm just like allowing now. I don't think you need to find it. You know, it's going to find you. Also like the triple Aries plus you have Venus and Gemini, you just have such enormous amount of energy for whatever you decide to take on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like I get these spurts of so much creative, like life force that moves through me. And so much chi. A lot of chi, but there is this part of me, and it's human nature in general, but just like I feel that life force wanting to come through. I'm like trying to figure out, figure it out. Where, where does it go? And then I burn out. I don't even know where it goes. I mean, sometimes- No, but like right now you're saying like, I need an outlet for all this chi. Or how, right? You're not, how, what do you do with this chi, right? So you have a million different directions you can go. I think it's also noteworthy that you're pre-Saturn return, you know? So- Yes, I was uh, thinking the same thing. Like it's gonna come to you in the next couple of years. I feel like Saturn return really goes until like 31, age 31. So like 28 to 31, you're kind of like in that, 
shifting. Like for me, I went through this change course. I was mm-hmm. a completely on the wrong path and it was like, you've got to like correct. burn your life up. Yeah. Yeah. And start anew and thank God. Huge uh, level up. It's a huge level up. Pre-Saturn return yeah. versus post. I mean, Astro Colt and I were talking I about feel that. that. Like how life is pretty <laughs> lame. Cue the dog barking. Sorry. Uh, life, life is pretty lame. Yeah. <laughs> return. Return. Like, I it's get just kind of like going life. along, you know? That's t- definitely how I feel. <laughs> I don't want to get too off course, but I just have a clarification question about Saturn return because I'm 28 now. I'll be 29 in April. Maybe I read on CoStar or something that my the exact the day of my Saturn return, I think is December 13th, 2020. So does that mean this year that's like the exact place that Saturn was in when I was Cue born. Cue the boy. Cue the boy voice. Sorry. So that would be like when Saturn returns exactly to where it was when you were born. Okay. So, I mean, while that's the beginning, I mean, there's definitely like a lead up, you know, like for some reason I'm getting this tidal wave image in my brain, like a Saturn return mm-hmm. tidal wave. So it's not like all of a sudden there's a big wave. It's like, there's this pool, right. And there's all this water that's leaving the shore. So mm-hmm. I think that can be, you know, a number of months, potentially even years before that actual beginning point happens, you know, or that wave actually breaks. So, you know, I think when people have the range of Saturn return between like 27 to 31, I think that's accurate because everyone has different planetary positions and alignments. So you could be pulled and pushed different ways, even though your beginning isn't until December 2020. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. the other piece that I wanted to share that I wonder if you could speak to, I have another friend who does a lot of astrology and he's sharing with me that because my Mars is in cancer, that Mm. kind of levels me out or it gives me kind of like a softness. You know, Aries is all ruled by Mars. Mm -hmm. That's the planetary ruler. But yes, your Mars is in cancer, which is a very nurturing maternal sign. It's a water sign. So yes, I do think that because I do experience you as that I don't experience you as like a super aggressive kind of Mars energy. I think Mm -hmm. you have a very warm vibe. You also have Venus sextile your moon. You have some other things going on that kind of balance out all of that Aries energy. Even the moon being in the 12th house, Mm -hmm. that's a really, you know, that's like the house of Pisces. That's a water house. 12th house usually needs to go away from the world to process everything it's just taken in. And so Mm -hmm. it needs that like introversion alone time. Yes, definitely. Feeling like I'm needing that more and more. And finding it, I think in my 20s, you know, I was with Ben for so many years, is kind of terrified of like being with myself and being alone. And now I'm just, I'm so grateful for that time. Yeah. And and needing it to be able to integrate everything that's coming into my field. So I think that this cluster that you have in your 10th house, which is at the top, if you look at the top of your chart, there's the North Node there, the Neptune and Uranus. That really draws my attention because that not only says you're going to be like, it's almost like your destiny of this life. That's where you're moving towards. So Mm -hmm. there's a huge focus on career, which is Capricorn, which would be like, you know, making your mark in the world, but having your North Node also in the 10th house, that's like, it's like a double, it's a home placement. But then that it's conjunct Neptune and Uranus, it's like there's this emphasis on doing something that's like leveling up society or, Mm -hmm. you know, that Neptune is like the healer, it's spirituality. So there's definitely something that you're going to be doing with that, Mm. but in a very different way. And it's your destiny. And because you're a triple Aries, you're definitely going to do it. I feel like you have the, (laughs) the drive and the confidence and the chi to make it happen. Mm. Like 
I was telling Rachel the other day, I'm like, she could lead a cult, you know, like she could start <laughs> something like you're definitely going to be something. Yeah. Wow. I've held on to a lot of fear in my 20s and spent a lot of time spinning my wheels. And I feel intuitively that moving through my Saturn return, it's like moving through the birth canal again into a place. It really of- is. It is moving through the birth canal again. And, and being able to, I so welcome that and shedding all the fear so I can step into my destiny. I feel like I've been what you were saying, Rachel, about your 20s. Like you're kind of just twiddling your thumbs, like waiting for going through the motions. I've definitely felt that. And then the energy is accelerating as I'm getting ready to move through the birth canal again. And things are going to be unfolding very in a, at a very accelerated rate. Once you get on the path of whatever it is, you're going to be unstoppable. Awesome. <laughs> and I mean, I just share some of what you're doing now, Brittany. I mean, I feel like you're yeah. making the connections and building the foundation to the greatness. You know, it's like waiting for mm-hmm. greatness, you know, and you're already in great circles and doing wonderful things that are really affirming exactly what Astro Cult's saying with regards to your natal chart, you know. What I'm doing right now is I'm working on several different initiatives in protection of the Amazon and working kind of in this like orchestrator role, I feel, to bridge a lot of different stakeholders and a lot of different people that are involved and want to help in protecting the the rainforest and just coming back to their connection to Mother Earth in general. And so I feel Thank that- God. <laughs> See, I'm so like, I'm, this makes me so happy. Like, we need you, you know? We need <laughs> you on planet Earth doing exactly what you're doing. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank you for existing. Thank you for yeah. existing. Appreciate that. So grateful to be here with both of you. And so, so grateful to receive this this reading. It's really... You already know all this stuff, though, don't you? Like on a, t- on a visceral I, level. I do on a visceral level, but it's really nice to be reminded and affirmed in it. Yes. Because but you I'm feel also, it. You feel it. I do feel it. And it, it freaks me out. And so the more, <laughs> the more, when it's affirmed in such a positive way, I'm like, oh yeah, this is happening. And I'm, I'm supported by the universe and supported by my community in the path ahead that lies ahead. Oh, definitely. Um, Anything that we can do to help you. <laughs> well, and I mean, yeah. the truth be told, like we could step aside and you'll still go, you know, like this it's is true. clearly, it's true. It's, it's kind of a, almost an automatic, like this is the path. You, you also know? don't so can, need our help. <laughs> but I do, but I really do actually, you know, especially at this juncture, I'm so grateful for all the reflections that are moving out the muck and just clarifying the path ahead because it gets really murky sometimes. And I'm in, I think my work right now is I'm continuously pulled into such different spaces with completely different people and different languages. And I feel like I'm this node of just integrating and bringing things into, bring all these different frequencies, I guess, into like a harmonious place. I'm also in a lot of spaces where there's a lot of mind, a lot of like do, do, do and mind. And Mm -hmm. I can get lost in that really easily, or I have gotten lost in that. Well, probably because you're so, going to bring to a space of feeling, you know, like when you're describing yeah, what, what exactly. is you as a literal orchestrator, but not of the orchestra that we would imagine. Because again, if you're doing this Uranus, Neptune, North Node shit in Capricorn, what that means is like the orchestra is not what we know is orchestra. You're bringing in mm-hmm. shit from like the ocean and you're bringing it from outer space. Again, frequencies that generally cannot be contained in one space and you're the holder of that. You know, mm-hmm. so that's a feeling based thing. That's not the mind. That's not the in. Well, 
intellectualize that, you know? Yeah. And you know what um, I think is really interesting about your, we're kind of talking about this, but I'm a little bit maybe changing the subject, the Neptune conjunct Uranus, which is your generation, Brittany, Mm because that lasted a couple, like a few years of people born in the early nineties. And that's the millennial quote unquote generation. So Neptune and Uranus are both transpersonal planets. That means that they're about the collective. And Mm. Neptune is expanding Uranus's vision, which Uranus has a vision for a greater society. It's like utopia. Mm -hmm. They energize each other in an idealistic way. So the generation is super idealistic. But because yours is in the 10th house, I feel like you're actually like carrying it for your generation or like you might actually do something with it. Whereas I feel like the rest of the generation is, yeah, there's definitely a huge interest in spirituality and all this stuff. But there's also just like, you know, being an ideal human in like the way that we take photos of ourselves, you know, and like selfies and the idealization isn't even about society. It's about like, you know, how perfect can I be? as a human being or yeah. can I look, you know what I mean? It's also going to fall in like different houses, you know? So yours is mm-hmm. actually a career path, you know? Like, yeah. So, so yours is mm-hmm. like, it's your purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm, wow. Yeah. That's really interesting that you said that really resonates too. I was just, I've been thinking about virtue a lot and like living virtue and what that means to me and in regards to idea in, in relationship to idealism too. Cause I've always thought of myself as a very idealistic person and, yeah. At times I feel like I've actually been shunned for that or I've shunned myself for that of like what's unrealistic to be so idealistic and my values are run really really deep and the older I get the deeper they run and um last night I just opened my gene keys book and I started reading the 11th gene key which is cue about the kitchen noises cue the kitchen oh noises. sorry, sorry. <laughs> which is about moving from the shadow of obscurity to the gift of idealism and then the cidic the cidic state of the gene key is light is just like light moving from idealism to light it's called the light of eden and I just felt like that was relevant to thinking about idealism and just being being the light in the world. You know, that's really what I ascribe oh, I to, to be. That's so sweet. <laughs> I think that with the idealism, like, yes, it can be dangerous, but only if it's unconscious. Yes. Then it can just be unattainable or naive. But you also have to know, mm-hmm. like, you live on planet Earth. You know, you live mm-hmm. in reality. So you have to just have consciousness around it. But it's not a bad thing. Well, and thank God yeah, you've been doing a lot balance. of conscious work, you know. I feel mm-hmm. like you, even even though you're pre-Saturn return, you you are much more conscious than a lot of other, yeah, people that I've come across in your age. I'm ex- just excited for you. <laughs> I'm excited to see what this uh, turns out to be. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going to have you. you on as a regular so we can I would get love updated that. with yeah, how's, how how's we can the destiny you. unfolding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is uh, part one, so stay attuned and know Perfect. that we'll be revisiting, you know, post Saturn return and and to infinity and beyond. Brittany, do you have any other questions or anything in particular? Oh, I don't think so. That was so great. Thank you so much. And Wait, I would love to you... be a regular. <laughs> <laughs> kind of wrapping up, I do want to know, you know, when did you find out that you were a triple Aries? Well, I actually found out I was a triple Aries years and years ago. I don't know what year it was. I was probably in college and I was home and I went to see this, this body worker, this healer. 
named Joseph, his partner at the time did chart readings. And so before my session with him, she did a reading of mine. She saw that I was a triple Aries and she was like imparting how rare that was to me. And, and that, you know, I was probably do really big things in the world. And yeah, I was probably 19 or 20 at the time. And so it kind of just sat in my consciousness for, for a long time. And then I started, you know, meeting more and more people that were deep into astrology. And so I started sharing it more. And I think at some point I became kind of maybe a little bit obsessive about it, which what does this mean? And my ego got involved with it. And, and now I feel like I've been able to take a step back and I'm like, okay, this is just, my chart is just giving me valuable information about what it is I'm here to do and how to work with the, this alchemy of all this fire that, want, that is coming through me. Because in the past, I haven't known what to do with it. So I've kind of just like stamped it out. Feed that so, fire, bitch. Feed that fire. <laughs> yeah, because fire is such a creative energy. You know, it's the creator destroyer. Pele ma. Yeah. Fire is the ultimate. So like, good. look, I'm getting energized just talking to you because of all of your fire. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make yeah, sure that this episode in the morning. Get people's day. Like, day you don't going. even need a cup of coffee. Just talk to Brittany. Yep. Check. I definitely don't eat coffee. I've gotten so sensitive to food and things. Like, I can't drink alcohol anymore. I can't drink caffeine. I mean, I definitely can't drink coffee. You know, I used to smoke a lot of weed, and that helped me kind of stay calm. But since I've really cut out the weed too, I've like felt the fire come through me, but I'm learning how to express it, express it in a good way Mm -hmm. and a balanced way. So that's my, my journey right now. Well, flame on sister, flame on. Um, (laughs) Yeah. All right. We're over your time. So thank you so much. You'll definitely be on again. Sounds good. Happy birthday to you because this is coming out (laughs) in the Aries season. All right. Love you both. Oh, love you too, Brittany. Bye. See you, sister. We'll be in touch. Where where does she work? Oh, so she doesn't work at a restaurant. (laughs) She made that up. Yeah. For some reason, most people, when they say they're working, I'm just like, oh, you're working at a restaurant, you know? So as far as I know, she works for an NGO, uh, specifically for like two bitches that are leaders and organizers of that organization. She's going to be going to Costa Rica in a week and doing some stuff down there, like some platforms, forums, conversations. So I'm so happy for her. That's awesome. She's on the path and she's doing it. I think that must be a lot of pressure, you know, to like, yeah. The pressure of her destiny. Yeah. The pressure of your destiny of like greatness. Like, I mean, it's totally along the same vein of like, I don't know, maybe you're going to be the heir to the throne in the like olden medieval days, you know, like there has Mm -hmm. to be, you know, this kind of like, yeah. I mean, it is scary. It's pressure. It's a lot of pressure, you know, like, Hey, you're here to change the world. No pressure. Right. Yeah. That is a lot. But she has all the areas. It's going to help her to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think she's got all the elements. I don't think, I think it's going to be cruise control at some point, you know, I think just, it's almost like a teenager, you know what I mean? Like you haven't come into adulthood and you have that, you have these insecurities that are just literally a part of that process of time. You know, like once you grow out of that, you're like in your, in your fullness, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think that has a lot to do with like what the Saturn return does, you know, it takes you out of that space and kind of really crowns you into your nobleness, you know? So good we'll definitely have her on again and do some revisiting of like how things have uh you know leveled up and actualized you know mm-hmm. um, so yeah more kitchen sounds well we're not recording oh well we are i might use some of it outtakes all right space court outtakes um well i'm making a waffle 
Space Court. Space Court. 